Welcome to Startup Confidential, what industry insiders will never tell you that you need to know if you're building a consumer brand. With your host, best-selling author of Ramping Your Brand, Dr. James Richardson. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 94, part two of my interview with Greg Esslinger. Fears of the tendency has gotten more oriented to third-party distribution as the launch point. When I like when I look at case studies, it's not how people start. Yeah, a lot people, of success. people are skipping the smaller and the smaller distributors, right? There's big distributors, small distributors. There's all these regionals, right? They're just skipping that step. Sometimes it makes sense, but if you want to go deep into one marketplace, I mean, yeah. and you're not going after a national account, then I would definitely say stay with a small distributor. Stay, stay like with DPI or checks. Yeah. yeah, go deep. Go deep yeah. with a distributor that actually helps create a, a good symbiotic relationship and helps yeah. you with sales and as a real partner. Well, they're more likely to give a shit about it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Your, your potential for upside for them is more in the near term. Easy, the small fish in a big pond. I mean, you're, if you're doing 100,000, 500,000 sales with, with the UNFI and their $20 billion business, you know, <laughs> do they really care about you? Or do yeah. they really, I mean, sure, they're doing their best they can. Their supplier managers to try to help you make you feel that way, but you're, you're pretty much nothing to their bottom line. So, and you go to a, a checks or a DPI, or and you're a much bigger piece of the pie. So, yeah, I have a question totally unrelated, mm-hmm. but it's the one that I think you focus on and you work the most. And it's, it's the one that I think causes the most sunken stomachs and panic attacks, and that is the, the chargebacks. Yeah. So, let's start with the first time you. You encounter this, and that's usually for that first invoice, which you think is going to be a lot similar to the purchase order amount, <laughs> and you yeah. find is actually eighty percent of eighty percent less than that. Right? People still get hit by this. Now, yes, the barriers of entry to UNFI and KHE clearly are low, <laughs> but I'm assuming that they don't warn new people in the onboarding process that this is possible, or people aren't listening. What literally is going on? I don't understand why this is because people have talked about this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets talked about. I mean, okay. when, when I was a supplier manager, I let all my brands know, like, go back, read your contract, understand yeah. it. If you have questions, come back to me. And then let's they don't want to. It. They don't want to read it. <laughs> they don't want to read it. They don't want, let's like, they want to stick their head in the sand is what I feel like at least. The options there to ask the question, to understand it. You don't need to rush into everything and and think that the the opportunity is going to go away if you take a few days to to really digest it. You know, hire an expert to help you understand that contract. But it's not as bad if you know what you're getting into, right? Even if you right. can't, even if you can't change the contract, even if you can't negotiate on it, you got to know what the costs are going to be so that you know you can plan accordingly and you can price accordingly. And have you seen? Charismatic folks without a lot of experience, like industry background, negotiate. They try cha- changes to contracts. They try. I mean, <laughs> I mean, with the big, with the big, uh, you know, with K and UNFI, they're just they're just too big to to make yeah. too many changes. There are a few spots that, that mm. the category managers and supplier managers can can negotiate on. So there are a few different spots, but for the most part, they hold pretty firm and. If you've got, you know, like I said before, if you've got the proper leverage, if you got Whole Foods, you and you can sit around for a while, and because they'll also use the tactic of okay, we'll just won't respond to you for a while and 
see if you give in. No. <laughs> you try that with my business. Oh, I did that. All, I used to do that all the time. So oh, wow. I mean, I, I was, yeah. you know, I was on the other side. So unexpected deductions, unexpected chargebacks. If you price right, you've got mm-hmm. it built into your, you know, your cogs. <laughs> Basically, you know, you can still be profitable. It's just you've got to be able to, you've got to build it all in. If you don't have the right expertise looking at that and helping you with your pricing at the beginning, then you're going to, it's going to be hard to plan for it. Hey listeners, exponential growth involves more than a killer product, great fundraising, and a great team. You need superb analytics to ride the ramp. Dr. Richardson's latest online course is now available, Effective Consumer Marketing for Early Stage Founders. You can find course pricing and details at premiumgrowthsolutions.com slash courses. And now back to the episode. So just for the sake of truly new folks listening, uh, let's talk about some time, some time windows, because I don't think this gets talked about enough. We still have lots of folks who are coming into the industry as innovators and artisans and yep. create, essentially creatives, right? They're not, yep. they're not, they're not, uh, they don't have a clients, they don't have an accounting diploma yeah. on their wall, right? Yep. So if you can count on the fact that, you know, your first KHE UNFI invoice is probably going to be 50% or less than what the PO was, right? Then you can, just go in with a pessimistic assumption, right? Now that's a 90 to 120 day reality, right? Before you get the bet. Yeah. Before so you, you get the first check. Yeah. Aren't we talking about 180 to 240 days before you actually get material revenue? Oh, am, am I thinking about this material? Yeah. I mean, okay. you got to think about, you know, most of these you sell into whole foods, guess what? You're giving a free fill. Like you're not, you're not getting <laughs> away from that. So yeah. you're getting, you're, yeah, you're getting charged back at the published wholesale price, not at not at your cost to to Whole Foods. So that's another big one. I just it says it all over the contract, right. and I don't know how many brands just don't understand it or they don't expect it. But yeah, it's going to be thirty five percent higher than what they're paying. So you've got to just understand these things. And yeah, you're right. If they've got the new vendor hold for how long you, until you get paid, they want you to prove that the product's going to continually move. So they're not going to cut a check until until that. And at that point, those free fills move through the system and get charged against your, your positive balance. And then you've got a negative balance. And mm-hmm. so then you've got to continue to fulfill orders before you get a positive. So we're talking check. like six months or more before you should expect to. Is that what we're talking about? Because no one really... Yeah, I mean, assuming that that you're, you've offered a big free fill to a big retailer. Right. I mean, at, at minimum, because you've got to wait for the velocities to start to move at the at the store level. You know, that's going to take a little bit of time. And once it, it it does start to move and you get those reorders, you know, you're not going to see any real money until. So the, the reorder is really when they start to. Yeah, um, I would get assume, closer to writing you a yeah, check. <laughs> yeah, I would assume your first order, unless this is some exclusive or private label deal <laughs> like that going on and this is just branded product with free fill written all over it then you are not getting paid on your first check for yeah and i so i you know i think the accounting the accounting outfall of that listeners is basically you need to have six to nine months of fixed operating costs in your seed money and yeah. this this is well over 100k i don't care how lean you are I yeah, mean, no, I agree. It could be a lot more than that, to be honest with you, but I don't see how it's any less than 100K unless you really are like a laptop founder who's homeless, has no apartments. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how lean you can get. <laughs> um, you need an internet connection. Um, so, <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I mean, I think people don't talk enough about how this needs to factor into your seed raise planning before you even do it. What we're talking about is literally laptop math you could do before you even commit to share. Yeah. And make sure, I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, you're going to be doing free fills. So keep the cost of your case down. Let's do a six pack, not a 12 pack. Like, I don't know how many brands come in with uh, the thought process of doing a 12 pack because, hey, we're selling more product. Well, no, it's not that simple. If you <laughs> cut that in half, your cost on those free fills is cut in half as well. I mean, yeah. Uh, those are the people, mis- the they're, they're the ones misapplying my price pack architecture chapter <laughs> to phase one, which is not what I intended. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you probably don't want to come out with like seven pack sizes out of the gate, but most people find out that they can't do that because you can't afford all the packaging runs. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I can see that happening. Do you catch wind in your, just at, you know, obviously anonymously in your client base of angel funded brands, you know, starting off in phase one and two who are displaying the same kind of crazy financially irresponsible behavior that essentially we're alluding to that we know the venture capital community historically has pushed people to do because they're like, Hey, I wrote your check for 3 million. Don't tell me you don't, you have plenty of money. They'll go, yeah. Right. Are you seeing the same thing in the angel community? Cause some of these brands are getting a million, 2 million from just rich dudes in LA. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah. They do do the same thing. At least in my experience, every, uh, every once in a while, they've got a good advisor out for them that, that, mm. that maybe they're, venture capitalist or their their uncle or whoever happens to know uh for the most part they're still as green all i can say is the folks that i know that that i just see who make it out of the death funnel that they talk about uh intact i mean i'm not saying they're stress-free they're they're miserable they everybody is um <laughs> and every small business has a death funnel like mine did, my so I avoid it. <laughs> they're all miserable on there, yeah. But the ones that seem to make it through fairly efficiently are the ones who planned enough seed because they did forward cash flow analysis of what was going to happen because they'd done their homework. I assume you can get a hold of essentially the unified contract language from somebody. Oh yeah, without, without paying a dime. Right? Yeah, no, that okay. should should be just, hard. Yeah, you're scrappy enough, right? So do yeah. your homework, folks, and know all the math variables and then say, hey, this first year is going to be, you know, sucking vapor. So what do we, I'm just talking about this old yeah. scenario where you go straight in, assuming you've got a buy. This is all assuming that you did it right. You got someone to co- demand yep. that the distributor want you. But I still think I don't see enough of that cash flow planning at all. So I'm going to let you go because I need to respect your time. I took too much of it today. So oh, we're good. We're good. Um, thank you so much, Greg. Any parting words of wisdom? Um, words of wisdom. Just uh, open your eyes before you jump in. Both feet. Needs to be said louder and louder all the time. Thank you, Greg. Have a great rest of your week. Keep Absolutely. helping founders. You too, man. All right. Take care. Keep doing the good work. Thanks for listening. Remember, Dr. Richardson has loads of resources for founders at premiumgrowthsolutions.com. And when you're on his site, don't forget to take his founders quiz and see if you're ready to ride the skate ramp of exponential growth.